Hey folks, this is David Shore of Corruption of Child Protective Services. Now this is going to be part three, but this is going to be a little different. Now, this podcast is going over the corruption of child protective services and how to protect yourself. So how does, like, this book here, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and this book here, Art of War, how does it help you? Well, I in the last episode, last part, I had said, Sun Tzu had stated, when you know the enemy and you know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. But if you know yourself and not the enemy, for every one step forward, you're going to be taking two steps back. If you know neither yourself nor the enemy, it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to lose. And that's just pretty synopsis of the whole thing. So now, first off, you have to know about wording. How what you say will determine how things are, how things are going to go. A good example in the seven habits of highly effective people in this book they have a chapter that says be proactive and it says principles are personal vision here's a few of them that they say that uh, our view of ourselves is like the reflection in the crazy mirror room at carnival And, you have to excuse me, folks. Jeez. I got pop-ups. And I uh, do apologize that they pop up here. And some of the words you say is, people would say is, you're never on time. Why can't you ever keep things in order? You must be an artist. You eat like a horse. I can't believe you won. This is so simple. Why can't you understand? And I think you've heard that. Here's one for those of you that have siblings. Why can't you be more like your brother or more like your sister? If they don't see what you see. And to go further, everything is a choice. I've told you that. Well, guess what? You have, let me see if I can put it up here, the freedom to choose. Now, they've got stimulus and response. The stim- and then they've got self-awareness, imagination, conscience, and independent will. Now, I'm going to just get right to language. The language you say will have a determining effect on how CPS handles you. If you are reactive, if you're defensive, if you're going to fight them, you don't care, you're going to yell, holler, and scream, they're prepared for that. They are prepared to use everything and anything against you. Here's some uh, reactive language. I think you've even heard this. 
The reactive language is, there's nothing I can do. That's just the way I am. He makes me so mad. They won't allow that. That's one that CPS wants you to say. I have to do that. I can't. I must, if only. Here is a proactive language. In other words, it's a way in which to have a choice in how you say something. Try this. Say, let's look, instead of there's nothing I can do, say, let's look at our alternatives. What are the alternatives? Well, they, let's say they go, Child Protective Services, or Indiana Department of Child Services, we have a report of uh, neglect of your children. And it's like, do you have a court order or warrant? And they said, well, we'd like to handle this without having to go through the whole court system. And it's like, well, until you produce that, I'm not opening up my door and I'm not going to let you see my children. It says, well, if we have to do that, this is going to make it worse on you. You've heard those words. It's like, well, I'll contact my lawyer. Or just just cut to the chase. Say, we'd like to see your children. I said, unless you have a court order or warrant, I'm going to refer this to my lawyer. I'm not letting you in. And that's the end of it. Document who they are. And if there's law enforcement, because law enforcement won't do anything. I'll tell you that right now. Law enforcement will more than likely, unless there's a court order or a warrant, to take the children. What's going to happen is they're going to say there's nothing we can do. If you haven't gone to a judge, we can't bust in there like the Gestapo. Now, if they have, make sure you're documenting all this. And if you can record it, that's even better because you can show the judge. And also make sure you have several copies. Because in the end, if you have more than one copy and you keep the original, if they want to see that, they have to produce a court order. That's a legal document. It's your cooperating evidence. And it goes into your favor. How about, that's just the way I am. The proactive language is, I can choose a different approach. And that's true. You can choose a different approach. Instead of letting them in, you can just do this. See, I choose not to let you in, and I'm contacting my lawyer. And make sure you record it. And the way they say, oh, they never said that. They hate it when you record them. Especially in states like Indiana, there's a one-party consent state. I'll guarantee you, you do that, and if you film them, I think you know what's going to happen next. They're going to say, I don't give my permission. It's like, it doesn't matter if you want, gave me your permission or not. This is a one-party consent state, and I gave the consent. So if you, make sure you check if you are a one-party consent state or a two-party consent state. 
If it's two parties, then both you and the CPS social worker have the consent to both of it. I believe Illinois was a two-party, then it went to a one-party, and I believe it went back to a two-party consent state on certain matters. Uh, check with your state for more information. Another one. He makes me so mad. How about this? I control my own feelings. Nobody has control over you unless you relinquish that control. The person can do things that you just, mm, mm, I'm going to do that. Oh, I want to beat the living daylights out of him. That person makes me so angry. The person didn't make you angry. The person pushed your buttons. If, you, if the person's getting you mad and you're just sitting there, if you have to take deep breaths, make sure that it looks like a natural, normal thing. That's being proactive. Anticipating that what they're going to do is push your buttons. They're going to say things that they know they can't do. They're an administrative agency, not a law enforcement agency. A law enforcement agency is law enforcement. It is the state police, the county police, the local police. It is not the Department of Child Services. It is not child, it's not child Protection Services or whatever they want to call themselves. Here's another. They won't allow that. I can, here's, if they say they won't allow that, say, I can create an effective presentation. You can create a way. You just got to find a way to do it. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that if they say they won't allow it, if CPS says they won't allow you to do this, they won't allow you to do that, listen. Listen to what they say. Listen to every word and say, okay, repeat back. So Child Protection Services won't allow me to choose a family member to ta take care of my children. They say, yes. I said, well, according to your policies and procedures, and make sure you have that part right there. If it says that you have the right to have your children placed with a family member that they will have to check it out. I know Indiana does that, have that, where if the parent of the child knows of a family member that the child can or children can go to, they have to check it out. They can't just say, oh, well, we check it out. Nobody got answered. Uh, we can go on. At a hearing, make sure that those people are present. That's being proactive also. Say, state, look, if we ever have a problem with Child Protection Services, uh, Indiana Department of Child Services, Tennessee Department of Child Services, for those in Tennessee, whatever they call themselves, make sure that if it says that you can choose where the ch children go and or if the family members call, state, we will take the child. If the social worker says, no, you can't, that's not allowed. Well, it's 
then you curate an effective presentation. State that they can check the house out. They can check you out. They can check the family members out. They can check everything. If they do a background check and they find out, you know, temporarily the children go to, let's say, your parents' house. And your parents have no criminal record. There's nothing on their record whatsoever. Nine times out of ten, the judge is going to say, okay, yeah. So, well, Your Honor, uh, they could just go over to the, the, their parents' house and continue abusing the children. That's where you also do the planning of, okay, Your Honor, do they have any, have the lawyers say, Your Honor, we want to do a motion for discovery, including psychiatric reports, psychiatric Medical reports, psychiatric reports, psychological reports, and results. Now, if they deny that, your attorney should automatically do an appeal to the appellate court stating that they have denied corroborating evidence to support the state's case that there was abuse being caused. Check this out make sure, and make sure. Check with the lawyer. Check with your local state. Check the policies and procedures. I've read those before, and I will have another segment in the near future going over Indiana's policies and procedures. Yes, Ms. Stigden, I can get access to that. And, you know, they're going to say you can't have access to that. And I'm pre presenting you information to give to them. Here's another one. I have to do that. I will choose an appropriate response. In other words, if they're saying they knock on the door, Child Protective Services, and says, I'm choosing not to open the door or and let you in, and I'm contacting my lawyer. We don't need, you don't need to contact a lawyer or anything. Let me just see the children and everything will be okay. He says, repeat it. I'm contacting my lawyer now. Please leave my property. You can even say that they're trespassing. If they say, well, we're not trespassing, we have a right to be here, then state, I'm contacting my lawyer and you're trespassing. Make sure you document this, record it, everything. If they are trespassing, and they are because you didn't give them permission, then you go from there. Now, here's the I can't, I must, if only. I choose, I prefer, I will. You're using positives instead of negatives. You're using that you're giving yourself power. You're also stating, it's like, I choose not to let you in. I, I am contacting a lawyer. I prefer whatever it is. I will do what is necessary to keep my children safe from the state.
or whatever. And this is the whole thing. And you go through this book. Now, the no, no concern, circle of concern. Now, there's two parts. There's the circle of concern and the circle of influence. Now, what is it, your circle of concern? Well, in this case, it's Terrell Protection Services getting in there. Now, the circle of influence. So, we're going to go through this. And the book says, circle of concern, circle of influence. Another excellent way to become more self-aware regarding our own degree of proactivity. Proactivity is to look at where we focus our time and energy. We each have a wide range of concerns. Our health, our children, problems at school, problems at work, the national debt, nuclear war. We could separate those from things in which we have no particular mental or emotional involvement by creating a circle of concern. As we look at those things within our circle of concern, it becomes apparent that there are some things over which we have no real control or others that we can do something about. So what that means is, you may have heard the, what's called the serenity prayer. And it says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Okay, the national debt, war, uh, crime. In other words, look at the things that are out of your control. The national debt. You have zero control over that. That is the government. Your debt is different. You have control over that. You do not also have control over, well, you don't have control over what others say or do. You only have control over what you say and do. But with that, their actions, if you know what's coming, you can proactively and I think you've heard that word several times before, being proactive or proactively. You can be proactive and you can prepare. Before you even uh, meet one social worker, you can prepare. You can write it on, a, on paper. Write exactly what you're thinking of doing. You can... Talk to a police officer. Say, hey, look. See if you can talk to, if you know any police officers you trust. Talk to a lawyer. Immediately. Say, look, I believe they're going to try to take my children. What are my steps? And they'll tell you exactly what to do. But watch it. Because they may be working for the state. They may work with Child Protection Services, Department of Child Services, Children and Family Social Services, whatever title they want to give themselves. 
that's why getting this book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and getting this book, The Art of War by Sun Tzu, and learning it will help you. Now, when you, your circle of influence, now the proactive focus and states positive energy enlarges the circle of influence. Proactive people focus their efforts in the circle of influence. They work on the things they can do something about. The nature of the energy is positive, enlarging, and magnifying, causing their circle of influence to increase. Now, the reactive folk focus is just the opposite. It diminishes that influence. So what can you do? When you're being proactive, beginning with the end in mind, which the end in mind is kids stay here and Child Protective Services can go fuck themselves for as far as you care concern. And you're putting first things first. Not letting them in your home, giving the hatch letter, which states that you don't want anyone talking to your children without you being present and a lawyer being present. Please review well, my episode on the Hatch Letter. Now, the one part about the win-win, sometimes you just gotta walk away. And seeking first to understand, then to be understood. Just look at everything that there are policies and procedures. You can go right online to state, you know, you know, in.gov, il.gov. Find out what your state's government site is and what their child protection services site is. Go in there, read it, read every policy and procedure. Print it off if you have to. Because when you do that, when you start really knowing your enemy, which is Child Protection Services, you start realizing what they can and cannot do. And when you start realizing that and you start doing research, you start understanding, hey, wait a minute, they violated the Fourth Amendment. They can't take the children. They say under exigent circumstances. Well, exigent circumstances is basically, oh, we got to take the children away before the parents talk to the children. We can't have them talking to the children because if they do, it blows our whole case and we can't get no bonuses. This is the whole thing. Separate the children from the mother and father. That's the bottom line. They want to separate the family because... How many women in the 60s, when they found when the state found out that the father was in the house and they were receiving welfare, they were told, if you want to keep your benefits, he, he has to move out. You got to divorce that man. And it just expanded to what we have today. And I'll tell you. It's not going to get any better. Yeah, they, they've got that bill where, that law now, whereby they're supposed to be, they're paid to keep the family together. But all they're going to do is, well, 
okay, uh, we tried this. It didn't work, so uh, we got to take the kids. How many times have you now heard in the news of parents getting their children ripped apart even after that law was passed? That's not working the law. That's just circumventing it. You're the parent. One of the states that was successful is the state of Florida, who have a parental rights bill. They say, the, the don't say gay bill. But what it, it is, is that it gives parents rights how they want to raise their children, what they want their kids to actually learn. If they want to learn reading, writing, and arithmetic, that's what they, the parents want. Then guess what? Don't teach sexuality or cross-dressing or transgenderism or whatever if the parents want the reading, writing, arithmetic. Teach the kids ABCs and one, two, threes and how to write their name. These kids are vulnerable. And CPS, they don't care. Hell, the state's going to use them anyhow. I wonder how many in the state of Florida alone, when that bill was passed, maybe it was even Texas, and how many times they get that knock at the door and that they take the kids because they say, you're abusing your children. And all you said was, hey, I don't want my kids learning about, you know, sexuality, that it's okay to get dressed up as a girl if you're a boy, or to state that you're one sex when you're not, when in fact, the, let's say uh, there's a girl, oh, now identifies as a boy, or maybe identifies as a turtle, or identifies as a monkey, or identifies as a giraffe. Kids pretend, but let's not pretend that uh, parents don't matter. There's been people that have actually been arrested. They've had the National Guard and the police sent after them for actually going up against the school board. They were proactive. For those of you that have been doing these things, thank you. Thank you. I applaud you. Continue doing it. Learn these seven habits. Learn them. Because in the end, they're going to help you. Learn about the policies and procedures. Learn what they can and cannot do. And remember this, and I'm going to say this slowly, for every Child Protection Services agency across the country and around the world. I just said the word. You are an administrative agency. This is an administrative agency, not, not a law enforcement agency. And I apologize for that. And yet, Child Protection Services around the world want to act like they're law enforcement. Now, I will give you a good example. Let me see if I can get my phone out. Because, I, folks, um, 
do apologize. Be right back. Sorry about that. I dropped my phone. This is how I'm learning. Now, let's put Indiana DCS exigent circumstances. Now, this is how, and I'm going to first show you this. Uh, let's see if I can actually pull up the actual. Open it. Now. Hmm. All right, it says DCS defines exigent circumstances as situations that would cause a reasonable person to believe that a timely interview with the child is necessary due to concerns for the child's well-being being and safety that seeking parental, guardian, or custodian consent first may first may harm cause harm to the child or place the child sorry Sorry, folks. This thing's acting up just a little bit. Let's see. Damn it. Okay. Let's open this on exigent circumstances. All right. Here it is. DCS defines exigent circumstances as situations that would cause a reasonable person do believe that a timely interview with the child is necessary due to concerns for the child's well-being and safety and that seeking parental guard, guardian custodian consent first may cause harm to the child or place the child at greater risk. Now they have a new policy. The new policy is DCS will assume extended circumstances exist when the parent guarded custodian is the alleged perpetrator or is, the, is allegedly aware of the maltreatment of the child victim and has allegedly not assured his her safety. The safety of the alleged child victim might be jeopardized by delaying the interview and or notifying the parent guardian custodian. And there is reasonable to believe, reason to believe that as essential evidence would not be available if there were delay or notice. This is on the website. Translation. If we, tra if we contact the parents, they'll contact a lawyer. They'll stop us from taking these kids and getting our bonuses. We gotta secure those bonuses. We have to secure them. These kids are walking bags of cash. Remember Carlos Morales? These kids are nothing more, nothing less. And around this time of the year, they love taking kids because, oh, hey, there's bonuses afoot. And the 19th of this month, uh, my kid son was taken December 19th, 2007. It is now December the 11th, 2022. Well, we can do the math. We're looking at 15 years. 15 years, long years. But nothing has changed. 
Nothing has changed. Here's the election. Not a word talked about, you know, DCS reform or CPS reform or Department of Child and Family Social Services reform. We don't hear that. The elections come and go and they never do anything. That's why you have to be the one to plan ahead of time. That means that you have to know your enemy, which is Child Protection Services. You're the one. What has to happen before finally our politicians take notice? I have noticed that power stations are being destroyed or attempted to be destroyed. People going after one another over, like, shoes, food, you name it. People going into a store, filling it up full of cart, and then taking off or trying to take off. Well, if we're having kids taken, why don't we do something else? I've never heard or very rarely heard of people going after child protection services except for the through the court system. And so far very seldom is there success in there. It's little successes here and there. All the time these politicians and if you go to any lawyer, they'll say, Nothing I can do. We can't do anything. Mm-mm. Translation, oh, they work for the state and the state pays me, so <laughs> sorry, folks. Fuck you. I'm not going to screw my uh, good, screw my life over because you have been wronged. What is the next step? Folks, I'm going to leave it up to you. But the one thing is, go by through the legal means. Get a lawyer. Don't let them talk to your kids in any way, shape, or form. That exigent circumstances? Hey, Stigden. You can take the exigent circumstances and shove it up your ass. You're not law enforcement. You just don't want to inform the parents. You don't want to have them involved. Because if you have them involved, then all of a sudden, it's a whole different ball game. Then all of a sudden, the parents can take the kids because you didn't secure a warrant or a court order. Remember, folks, remember what it said here. It said that when exigent circumstances are determined to exist for an alleged child victim of abuse, neglect, interview, the Indiana Department of Child Services is not required to obtain consent from the child's parent guardian custodian prior to interviewing the child. Yeah, you heard right. They don't have to get your permission. DCS defines exigent circumstances as situations that would cause a reasonable person to believe that a timely interview with the child is necessary due to concerns for the child's well-being and safety and that seeking parental, guardian, custodian consent first may cause harm to the child or place the child at greater risk. Kind of notice what it doesn't say.
It does not say if the child is in physical harm. Or let's read it again. You know, I may have uh, just misspoke there. It says, and that seeking parental, guardian, custodian consent first, they cause harm to the child or place the child at greater risk. It says, may cause harm to the child. What kind of harm? And where's their, uh, do they have to have the child checked by a doctor? Does it say that? Oh, we got to take the kids. They could be harmed more. As a, and they can't go to a judge. Oh, it, it'll take too long. It'll take too long. Translation, if we don't take these kids now, before the parents find out, we'll, then we won't get those bonuses. You notice how I keep on circling back to the bonuses? Because that's exactly what it is. How many of you have had children taken away? Not a mark on them. Happy kids. Oh, well, it may be an apartment, but at least the kids are happy. They're with mommy and daddy. That you, what you uh, paddle their butts. I mean, paddle not you know, leave marks or anything. You just swatted them a little. But you got CPS who's telling you, we're taking your kids, exigent circumstances, or they'll just take them from the school. They can't get them to that house. We'll wait until they're in school. Then we'll take them. That's where the hatch letter comes in. What do you think, and I applaud all you parents who are homeschooling, because that way you don't have to deal with this. But you always get that knock at the door. They want to see. They want to see what's going on. They want to see your curriculum and everything. And I know many of you just tell them, talk to my lawyer. And they don't like that. They want the kids out of the house. So that way they can take them. They can say exigent circumstances. And once they're out of the house, then you're playing catch up with them. This is what proactive, being proactive is. This is also because it's planning and seeking first to understand, then to be understood. Folks, this is what's called being proactive. This is what's also called seeking first to understand, then to be understood. Because it says right there, Indiana Department of Child Services, Child Welfare Manual. And this effective date was July 1st, 2007. How little did I know? If I would have known then, if I would have done this, if someone would have said, this is what you have to do, I would have been doing that. I would have been doing my research. I would have been seeking first to understand who my enemy is before I was to be understood. So folks, that's the long and short of what this is going on. Why I want to continue on with this. 
Now the synergy on the next episode on part four, the synergy is where we get into the meat and, meat and potatoes of it. Where it's not just you. You're working with a lawyer. You're working with a group. You're working with advocates. Advocates like lawyers Connie Regulie of Brentwood, Tennessee. I From time to time I do check and she is the best at what she does. There's others. If you look, you'll find them. Use their knowledge. If they'll represent you, by all means, get with them. Work with them. But let them do all the talking. Let them follow all the motions. Make sure that they can keep your children with you. Don't let the state have a finger on your children. Because once they get those kids in the system, those bonuses every single month rotates, comes back and back and back. What do you think, Ms. Elizabeth Arena? Yes, Ms. Arena, I remember you. How they'll have a, ta- have a suit that costs more than what you may- probably make in a month. How they drive a Mercedes. And they'll say they don't. But I've seen them drive Mercedes-Benzes, BMWs, if it's a state car. Look at the type of vehicles that they drive for the state. They're not exactly cheap. And the bonuses continue. Even though they've got a law now on the books that says they have to keep the families together. Be as proactive as you can. Beginning with the end of mind, it's keeping the kids at home. And putting first things first is getting that lawyer. The win-win is not there. Because the win-win would be you keep your children and they close the books. That's a long and short of it. And seeking first to understand is going by every policy and procedure. And the synergy we'll go into, but that's basically people of like mind. Working with lawyers, working with advocates, working with everyone and anyone you can possibly work with, including family. If you know that, let's say someone says, hey, CPS is going to be coming after your kids. Very simple. Let's say, hey, mom, dad, uh, it's okay if the kids stay with you. And they say, well, yeah, sure. Why? It says, well, well, Someone says that CPS is going to be uh, wanting to see the kids. And they say, oh, yeah, we understand. They may say, we understand. The kid, we, they can say with grandma and grandpa. But make sure that uh, your parents, that uh, your parents are working with you, because I've also heard some stories, I don't know if your family is like this, that the uh, grandparents find a way in which to adopt the kids or at least be a foster parent to the children and then later adopt them, you know, terminate your parental rights. I've heard that. Check with your family. Check with people you, you know. Do everything you can 
to make sure the state doesn't get your kids. That's being proactive. Planning. And do all your research. That's seeking first to understand, then to be understood. That's pretty much as long and short of it. The things I've been telling you, this book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, teaches you. And The Art of War by Sun Tzu, The Strategies Oracle for Success in Life, know everything about it. And when I'm done with this series, I'm going to start another one on The Seven Habits. I'm going to go into more detail. And I'm going to use cases how people were successful and also those that were not successful those that lost the parental rights and how they had to fight to get those parental rights back because they were legally terminated and how fathers like me had to fight long and hard I'm still fighting it I'm still waiting on the parole board to contact me for a hearing Hopefully that's coming soon. It might not be until after the first of the month, next month. But hopefully I get my pardon and get off the registry and just move on with my life. That's really all I want. Plus also educate you. Let you realize that if you're prepared, CPS fears you. Because you're getting ready. What you're doing is getting everything prepared way ahead of time. So that way, when they come knocking, if you want to, say, contact a lawyer, you wait until they drive away, you get into the car, you call your parents, say, we're coming over. And you go over there. And if uh, you, you know, have the kids live there and while well, you're talking to lawyers and stuff, then so be it. Do whatever it takes to protect your children. I continue to repeat this for a reason. They say if the person repeats something over and over and over, pay attention to it. Beginning, being proactive is beginning with the end in mind, putting first things first, and the only win-win is, like you keep on repeating, you, you, you keep your children, and they end the investigation, and they go away without bonuses. And then seeking first to understand, then to be understood, is doing your research. If there's, the lawyer, chances are, is going to know every policy and procedure of CPS. And if they don't, just say, you know, here's some of my research. And chances are the lawyer is going to go, oh, okay, all right, no problem. So, yeah, and you can hear people in my hallway. I do apologize for that. So, this goes a little longer, but I think you understand 
or hopefully you understand that everything is preparation. Being proactive is preparation because be proactive, begin with the end in mind and put first things first. It's all planning. So on the next episode, we're going to go into more into seeking first to understand, then to be understood and synergy and how it applies to child protection services and how this can work in your favor. And I'm not just talking here in the United States. I'm talking around the world. They fear you, and especially those in England. You kind of notice that now the Queen isn't there. And you got Mr. Dumbo Ears. King Charles. I think they use use King Charles as the model for Alfred E. Newman. Uh, If any of you know uh, Mad Magazine, Alfred E. Newman is the guy on there with the ears going out. What, me worry? But uh, let's see what happens. But right now, this is David Shore for Office of Child Protective Services. Keep your head down. Keep moving forward. Be kind. Because you don't know the... Uh, troubles people are going through up here and once again for the Frank family my thoughts and prayers are with you Amy Joe Johnson and his cast members Jason David Frank's cast members from Power Rangers my thoughts and prayers are with you and that's pretty much a long and short of it Let's make 2023 the last year Child Protection Services is in business. Let's see what we can do about permanently shutting that business down. And, you know, maybe that money they send to Child Protection Services can be used to help the homeless, help families, help people get have a better way of life. And right now I'm going to make a shameless plug. Holland Freight needs drivers. They have a driving academy. And you can make some pretty good money. It's union. 100% company paid benefits. So, why don't you go to hollandfreight.com forward slash jobs. Check them out. 